0: Welcome to another sparkling edition of The Thought Police with me, Mike Graham, and Matt Kelly, founder of The New European. Matt, I can't imagine what we're going to talk about this week.
1: No, well, it's all just so boring, isn't, isn't it? it? Everybody, everybody being nice to each other, and <laughs> no sort of no debates about yeah. you know all the politics. It's all gone
0: quiet. It really has. I mean, I actually yeah. banned the phrase or the word, the two words Dominic Cummings from my show today because I said, look, <laughs> I mean, it's all anybody wants to talk about. But is it really all anybody wants to talk about? The highlight of the show today, right, was I got Neil Oliver on. You know the guy from Coast. I I do this homeschooling thing where if you've got Uh kids at home, you know, and he was so brilliant. I mean, he nearly had me in tears. He was was talking about the coastline of Britain. We talked about Fingal's Cave in Scotland, the Giant's Causeway. He's absolutely fantastic, you know, and the reason I got him on was because I noticed about three or four uh, weeks ago that he was following me on Twitter. So I can only assume he listens to the show, but he was absolutely, you know, when you have somebody that you talk to, you just think, my God, this guy is a genius, you know?
1: Yeah, I and met f- him once long, a long, long time ago. Really? But, uh, yeah, didn't we didn't have much of a conversation, but it was before he was famous. But right. Yeah, he's yeah. so, so
0: enthusiastic and knowledgeable. I just love people like that. You know, it yeah, makes you realise yeah. that actually there is more than the Westminster bubble to talk about. You oh, know what for I mean?
1: God's sake, absolutely right. Absolutely right. What's going well, on I, with I mean, your room? Um...
0: Well, I do sort of think,
1: though, however, that... Um, you know, everyone's saying that Cummings is being targeted unfairly in all of this business. But I do think that Cummings has been asking for this for a long, long time, just on the basis of being diffident and arrogant and treating, you know, just not being very courteous to people. Yes. And What's... I know on that level it's it's meaningless, but... I do think if he he had just been a bit of a nicer human being to a lot of people in the past, then he wouldn't be getting all this shit poured all over. him. Yeah,
0: no, I think there's very much uh, truth to that. The other problem, of course, is, you know, you didn't really recognize him when he sat in the garden the other day um, as the same guy that was, you know, sort of thumbing his nose at reporters whenever they would ask him a question, you know. But nevertheless, I mean, I'd like to think that we are a bit more of an important nation um than yeah. this that all we want to sure do about that, that all we want to do well i'm not sure about it either i'd just like to yeah. think we are that we don't just yeah. kind of punish people out of all proportion to something that they've done by yeah. completely just wrecking the world you know it's like what would you You know it's like it's like somebody's you know pinched something from a from a shop a bar of chocolate yeah. and they get the firing squad you know
1: now so so here's a little story right which may or may not be an exclusive and it might be complete bollocks right but me and <laughs> Me and my wife were walking in Clissold Park uh, in Stoke Newington. Right. Um, I don't know when it was. It would have been after April, the middle of April, right? right. Oh, no, it was a really nice afternoon. Mm. And we walked past this uh, couple with the young kid having what looked to be like a picnic on this park bench in Clissold, right? Right. And I said, is that Dominic Cummings? Mm. Right. And he, this guy was—if he wasn't Dominic Cummings, he was his double, right? Mm. And and they had a young kid with them, and the wife looked like Mary, what's what's her face? Yeah, from the her. You know, uh, yeah, and so I walked and I said Wakefield. to my, Mary Wakefield, I, isn't it? That's right. I said to my, I said to my wife, I said, if he's sitting there having on a park bench having a picnic, that is that's a breach of the guidelines, an obvious one. And what we should do is circle back and take a photo of him and see if it is and then sell it to, you know, the sun or whatever, or Mm. the, you know, the Daily Mirror. And my wife said, have you completely gone stark staring mad? The man's Mm. having a sandwich on a bench, leave him alone. Yeah, Yeah. well, this is the thing. (laughs) You're
0: absolutely right. But this is the thing. I mean, it's very clear that this world is made up of two kinds of people, the kind of people that want to tell you not to do something and the kind of people who actually don't mind what you do. And, you know, the truth in this should all be somewhere in the middle. You know, and I don't really want to get into whether you think he broke the rules or not. I mean, the idea that somehow the papers are now trumpeting this amazing poll that they've done of 1,800 people, which is, by the way, not enough, because I was always told by a pollster friend of mine that anything under 2,000 people is not worth even looking at. Um, But, you know, after relentlessly reporting that he's broken the rules, right, they then find in their hearts to to produce this news story which says that, you know, 75% of people think he broke the rules and then they think it's amazing. And I'm like, well, you've been telling them this for four days. Of course they think he's broken the rules, you know. Well,
1: mate, I've got my own theory about it, which which you may or may not disagree with. But it's it's that Cummings and Johnson are quite happy for this to be going on and on and on like this. Mm. Because... While we're all talking about him taking a bloody eye test up at some beauty spot, all of the conversation around what matters, as you've just pointed out, has disappeared, completely evaporated. And so there's no debate now about anything that is of actual consequence. It's just about, did this guy go here, there, or everywhere? I know. It's incredible. Well, I actually
0: actually put a tweet out on Saturday night uh, in which I said, has Dominic Cummings invented his own dead cat? Because yeah. I thought to myself, you know, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that he's behind all this. Because yeah. I wonder why it took two months for it to find its way into the papers, and I wonder yeah. why it took um, the second story uh, to kind of make everything a lot worse, which turned out not to be true. You I know? think the nation
1: may have fallen for a sucker punch, but you know,
0: it's, yeah. Uh, but you it's and I surely, life- surely, we haven't turned into two tin hat wearing conspiracy theorists.
1: Well, <laughs> I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say turned into one. I think <laughs> probably had an appetite for that for But I,
0: I, I also, I said, you'll like this one, right? I said, I don't know Pippa Crera at all. I don't know whether you do, yeah. but she's the political editor of, uh, of, nice of, the, of the Mirror. She put out a piece <laughs> the other put out a tweet the other day, breaking news, uh, Durham police, uh, to establish the facts uh, of what happened when Dominic Cummings came to Durham, right? And I just yeah. tweeted her back saying, you know, in my day, we established the facts before we ran the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah. you know, because effectively what they've done is they've run a story uh, with some facts that were wrong. And I know yeah. that's happened in the past. I wouldn't pretend it hasn't. But, you know, yeah. it's all a bit ridiculous that these journalists are being so holier than now about everything. Well,
1: also, you know, how many of those journalists have, have been, you know, applying the, the uh, lockdown? Well, I bet you we it. we
0: you and I could name at least three or four people currently yeah. working at The Mirror. Uh, who have not been, and I'm not going to name possible. any names. But, I mean, yeah. when you look... Also, I said this to somebody the other day. What about... Do you think Robert Peston and uh, Beth Rigby and Laura Kinsberg don't have second homes? I bet they do. And I bet they've yeah. been to them, because they never work at the weekends.
1: Yeah. I mean, Robert Peston, by the way, is doing my head in oh. with his... Honestly, man. Can't he work out his question before he asks? I him? know. So he doesn't have to sit there... Every other journalist in the room knows what the question is. Right. It's like he's it's like he thought about the topic for the first time as yeah. soon as he opens his mouth. Oh, I know. It's extraordinary. Matt and he Hancock was, it... does him very well. Have you seen Matt Hancock? Yeah, I saw it yesterday. He absolutely <laughs> destroyed him. He's <It> brilliant. <laughs> Asks a question that lasts about three and a half minutes. The <laughs> just goes, no. no. Next,
0: thank you, Robert, Bye. <laughs> But I love, but you see, this is what I like. I, I, I know you're not ever going to probably praise Boris Johnson for anything, but uh, when he did this first uh, sort of proper briefing the other, the other week and he said, look, um, you've just had, the other day rather, you've had, you know, an hour to question Dominic Cummings. We're not doing that now, so don't ask me about it. And I think yeah. that's what he has to start doing. I mean, I've said for a while, there's no point in having these press briefings at the moment anyway. Because yeah. you know all you 're really doing uh, is giving people an opportunity to say, "Look, the death figures have now gone to this, and you know yeah. um then ask questions that they don't really get proper answers for
1: and also i mean it has become so repetitive, I know it's a very important subject, and I know we've all got to keep in mind the the stale alert stuff and all of that, but Everybody now has heard it fifty thousand times. Right. But, you know, give us a break until something
0: changes. Well, because like today, for example, you know what's going to happen. You know, whoever is going to be wheeled out there to ask to, to, to give some statement about the A66 or whatever it was, Grant Shapps was going on about the other day, and then yeah. uh, they're all going to ask a question about Cummings, which nobody's going to want to answer, um, and then it's going to get shorter and shorter and shorter. And away you go, you mm. know. Did I mean journalists have started
1: moralising an awful lot? Yes, in a way that they wouldn't do. I mean, even. Even papers like The Mail and The Sun, 20 years ago, the reporters wouldn't... That, all of that attitude would have yeah. been left to the editor at night. You well, know. that
0: Jason it, Groves guy, blimey. I yeah. mean, what's he on? He looks as if he's been taking steroids. He starts shouting. Yeah. He's standing in the garden shouting at the, the chief advisor to Downing <laughs> Street. You're going, you're all right, mate. You know, calm down. I mean, did you see Emily Maitlis the other night on Newsnight? I, you know, I watched it on Twitter because I, I basically yeah. don't watch Newsnight because it's a yeah, busted no, that's a, I'm ashamed to say that's the place
1: I saw it. Now, yeah. I thought, I think she is absolutely brilliant, right? I do. I think, she's uh, I, a, think gr- she, I
0: think she's a great journalist, but I don't think she should have done that on Newsnight, yeah. which is a BBC programme, because effectively she's just yeah. giving more ammunition to people who want to shut it down.
1: Oh, so that, that is exactly what I was going to say, unfortunately. Mm. So I can't even argue with you about it. But it was like, it was a brilliant piece, a brilliantly uh, partisan laying down of what she saw as, as, as what's happened. But yeah. she couldn't say, she could not say that he has definitively lied. No one knows that no. for sure.
0: No. Um, no. Or, or and, indeed and that he's BBC broken the rules. Because the fact, yeah. that, the fact that the Attorney General of this country uh, says that he hasn't done anything wrong Right, The police, mm. until they were kicked by uh, the union guy up there, have decided uh, that he hasn't done anything wrong, except for mm. now they're going to try and find that he's done something wrong, I, don't, I have no doubt. But, you know, mm. if it's the Emily Maitlis show, let's have the Emily Maitlis show. But it's not Newsnight anymore.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the
0: thing I would like to see Dominic Cummings
1: put under proper scrutiny about mm. is his role in the idea of herd immunity. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, my belief, it's it's he's exactly the kind of guy that would love that concept because it's nerdy it's scientific it's counterintuitive mm. and it's it goes against what everyone else is doing and i i would be prepared to bet money on the fact that he was in that sage committee with all of those experts going oh that's interesting i like mm. the sound of that and uh, and of course got it hopelessly wrong and and the government you know delayed the treatment or the correct execution of the problem for a couple of weeks which yeah. cost a lot of lives maybe but that, i'm that not sure that it did be... cost
0: a lot of lives though because the lives that were lost i think we have to agree are lives which were uh, people who were in vulnerable situations who might not have died when they did but were yeah. probably not going to live for very long because when yeah, you look yeah. outside of that protected group of vulnerable people there's not that many deaths no, it's tiny.
1: So I agree with that. But nevertheless, it's, you know, we were set off on the wrong foot, I think. And, and, and that is a question that's worth asking and worth yes. finding out about. But I'm not, I'm really, honestly, I'm not that asked whether he went up to Durham or not. I'm Me just neither. not that bothered.
0: Me neither. And also, I'm not, you not that know, bothered
1: whether Boris Johnson shags around either, to be no. quite honest with you. No. I, I don't care how many kids he's got. It's, no. It's, you know, I do care. So why
0: are so many of our colleagues then so fixated by it?
1: Because it's great tittle-tattle, isn't it? Because the sad truth is that most of the public and, uh, you know, if we all have an honest gaze at our navels, most of the public love all that stuff.
0: Well, do you know what? I said this to somebody yesterday. And, you know, yeah, I'm I'm sure some people think if Boris is a shagger, that's a good thing. And that's great. Other people who are mostly middle class and they tend to be female uh, tend to hate the idea that you might be a shagger because they think that's a terrible thing to do. But, you know, I reckon if you walked out into most parts of this country uh, with a picture of Dominic Cummings, they wouldn't know who it was. Um, Probably now, I think they would. But I mean, a week ago, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, You know, because because people don't do what we do. They don't, you know, read everything that gets written about what's going on in Parliament. I mean, I was interesting enough making this point. The other it was last week, in fact, when the congestion charge came back in. And on Monday, I drove the car into work and it wasn't any quieter. And I thought this is a bit weird. And you know what I decided was the truth? And I I have no um, evidence for this, but I decided the truth was that not everybody knew that the congestion charge was back. Because unless you're uh, a disciple of the news and unless you listen to my show or you listen to, you know, Radio 4 or or something else that's going on, you might not know that the congestion charge is. There's no sign-up that says the congestion charge is coming back. In fact, you might not even have known if it ever got taken down. Well, exactly. (laughs) And then, funnily enough, by Wednesday, the traffic had all thinned out a bit. Which yeah, I thought to yeah. myself, yeah, I wonder if it's taken these people three days to work out that they're now paying a congestion charge and they're not going to do it. Yeah, I told you I
1: bought it a bike, didn't I, last week? I you I did, yeah. How's that, that going? Has it been Nick yet? I, I haven't been it once. <laughs> you haven't been on it? <laughs> I haven't been on it, mate. <laughs> well, where would you keep it? it? Have you got it in the hallway? Out the front, I, uh, we've got like a sort of little, you know, one of those two-foot that's patches where of I, land. That's where I saw your thing. Christmas tree. That's right. That's gone to the tip now. That yeah. I thought you did. You know what happened to your Christmas tree, by the way. Well, do
0: you know it? uh, It was growing well, um, and then when um, when uh, the sort of the spring came along, unbeknownst to me, right, the mother of my children ripped it out of the ground and decided that she had to get uh, the the lawn mowed, right. So she ripped it out again, chucked it in the bushes.
1: You know, that must have taken enormous strength. to rip She's back. a very strong and woman, you know. And it's
0: new found. All of those new roots. So now all the roots have been broken, broken off. So now it's dead, because she's yeah, killed it. Now it's dead. Yeah, yeah. she's killed it. <laughs> I mean, shameless, totally ridiculous. I
1: can only admire your perseverance.
0: I know, but what I can tell you is that my fake Christmas tree. Um, is still up in my flat in London because I took the view that there's no point in taking it down because I'd have to find a space for it in the cupboard. So I just have it sitting there and the lights are still on as well. So it it drives her her mad, right? Whenever we're Skyping or something, she's like, why do you keep showing me that bloody tree? I'm like, because I know it annoys you. You know if
1: I one- saw someone's Christmas lights still on I'd found the cops and say he's obviously been dead a few <laughs> months <laughs> <laughs> not so oh, it's
0: brilliant it's, it's it's one of those lights it's only about like I don't know 18 inches high uh, and yeah. it's got the lights that, that I bought put on it and it's just you know I, and even worse than that the, the batteries ran out the other day right and I replaced <laughs> them. It's just these little—it's ex- like these little eccentricities that you can kind that of get. Brilliant. You can now because co- I think one of the things about the lockdown, right, is that you can be as mad as you like; and nobody cares anymore. If yeah, you start to behave true. in a really weird way, people just go, "Well, you know, everybody's yeah. going a bit mad." He's aren't gone they? a bit crazy. I'm amazed that we, way- we haven't had a massive sort of increase in the murder rate or something.
1: Well, I, I think I mentioned that uh, I was speaking to a copper who said that the domestic violence thing at night has gone. Yes. Has gone up massively, right. um, so maybe there is a bit of a maybe there is a bit of a, an upswing. We'll find out about
0: yeah. it at some point. Right, but I mean, yeah. I'm generally speaking, aside from the old uh, coming scenario, there's obviously. I mean, this is the other reason that you might think that this is orchestrated, because all these people saying, "Oh, fuck you know, I'm not going to bother now. I'm just going to go and do whatever I want." That's, right. I think, kind of what the government wants you to be like now. Yeah, I think so.
1: And also, do you know what? We, You see, right, obviously, every death is tragic, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, yeah. but the death rate now is, is coming right down. Exactly. And
0: well, there's no... Right. I mean, last you week know. there were no new cases in London one day, weren't
1: there? Yeah, That's right. Amazing. And, you know, it's it, it, soon we'll be talking about dozens of people rather than hundreds of people, yeah. and, you know, we should all be saying to ourselves, well, you know, in the great scheme of things, we've come through this so far, so good. Obviously, yeah. you've got the second wave, maybe, to come, but, you know whatever we do now isn't going to prejudice what happens then. So
0: well done, Britain. You know, you've written it out pretty well, I think. Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, as much as we complain and we see terrible figures and, you know, occasionally, you know, I saw a piece from The Independent, I think, yesterday, suggesting that we are now the worst... Um, per capita or something in the world in terms of our death rate. Right. But I can't take any of that seriously because we are counting things that other people aren't counting. And yeah. places like Italy, where it was apparently the world's worst uh, you know, outbreak and there were dead bodies piling up in the street, they're all sitting yeah. around in piazzas drinking espresso coffee.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now. So, yeah. You know, I think so... you're right.
0: I think, as
1: usual, we we play it absolutely by the book yeah. and, and announce everything, whereas whereas our friends on the continent are just making it up as we go along.
0: yeah exactly right because i mean whenever you see the spanish unlocking whatever it is that they've just lately unlocked i think they're opening cafes this week as well yeah um and it may well be that we can go on holiday there they're going to stop uh, the quarantine in july i don't know how they can say that because um i mean i wouldn't mind going on holiday somewhere but i'm still feeling a little bit uh you know iffy about it not because i'm worried about the health scenario but i'm worried about either one getting stuck there or two coming back here and having to go into quarantine because we. Well, I think into-
1: that would be the that that would be the uh, rule, wouldn't it? The uh, at the moment,
0: at the yeah. moment, yeah. But it seems as though if, if Spain are lifting their quarantine rule on July the first, you know, what do they know that we don't? Yeah, you know,
1: don't know, Jose.
0: So I mean, you know, it's 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 interesting.
1: You're no, you're no say.
0: But yeah, you no. Know, I was walking into to work today, funnily enough, and I just had that thought occur to me when I thought, do you know what? I'm not actually frightened of this thing anymore, and I'm not sure yeah. that I ever really was, but there was a part of me that thought. I don't know what's going to happen if I get it, you know? Um, yeah. And it was kind of preying on my mind, whereas at the moment it doesn't seem to be anymore.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: I mean, I, I, I think
1: we've... Again, you've got to caveat everything you say with mm. the fact that there are tens of thousands of people who have gone through something absolutely awful. You know, it's yeah. very real to them. But, yeah. you know, walking down the street now, um, you know, am I worried about catching it off a procession of people walking in the other direction no i'm not am i worried about catching it off handling some goods in a shop mm. and that? it's you know i think i'd be more worried when my kid goes back to school as hopefully he will do on monday for a couple of days is that happening then they, for
0: you i was going to ask you about the school yeah, situation it is happening thank christ oh and that's um, that's really good
1: actually oh mate i cannot begin to tell you i can't <laughs> begin to tell you
0: that's a relief so is that I, the I case for, like... for all the kids yeah. No, sadly. <laughs> right.
1: But um, but now for the youngest one, it is, and right. you know, God bless him. He, he wants to get back and see his friends and, sure. and all of that stuff. But well, you know, he might catch it in the school. Come back and give it to us, and then that'll be a. Well, then we'll have to drive up to Durham
0: to find some childcare. Well, exactly right, because you haven't got any here. Clearly, you know. Well, just make sure you wear it. Well, you should, I mean, I have to say, the Daily Star um, was was brilliant. was brilliant this week, um, yeah. and they cut out and keep. Uh, Dominic yeah. Cummings mask, just yeah. put that on. Um, it was you know like, what did they call it? Like a free do what the hell you like. Yes, mask. exactly. Well, <laughs> do you know what we did on Monday? We spoke to uh, this guy um, who is an antiques dealer. and does a bit of work on TV up there. In yeah. uh, he comes from that place, um, Castle whatever it's called, Castle Bernard. Bernard, um, yeah. and he's an th- absolute spitting image of Dominic Cummings, right? And, right. Uh, and and we interviewed him, and we did it on Skype. And you could, I, I said, take your glasses off. I was like, it's him. You literally... Yeah. I said, what happens when people come up to you? He says, well, they come up and say, hi, Dominic. And I yeah. said, what do you say? He says, I'll just say hi back. He said, I don't bother telling him I'm not him. He right? should say, fuck so, off, lad. So, so <laughs> I'm, fairly sure, I'm fairly sure that certainly the second spotting of Dominic Cummings was probably this guy, you know, yeah, the, well time, maybe, the time when he wasn't asking there. Ask him if he was having a sandwich in Clisole Park a few weeks ago. Well, he ago. might have been. I mean, you never know. <laughs> I mean, there is, yeah. he, he has got a certain look about him, Cummings, that some people yeah. who don't have much hair have, you know? He looks a bit, he always looks a bit bewildered to me. Yes. When he's coming out of his house, it looks like he does it, like
1: daylight, you know, it's kind of, it's like, it's, it's a bit of a shock to his sister. Yeah. He needs to
0: orientate himself. It must be awful, though, to be in that street where he's Terrible. coming out every day to, that, to face that sort of baying mob. Because Did I don't believe, see? I don't believe they're his neighbours. They must be like rent a mob, mustn't oh. they?
1: That um, somebody had written in chalk on on the street uh, uh, something like "Here yeah. lives Dominic Cummings" and hopefully going. Yeah, right? and and you know who it was? It, it was, was a Guardian a, photographer,
0: wasn't it? Photographer. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I know, Guardian I photographer. Believe it. Well, there was that guy I mean, Andy Dawson who I've had run-ins with before. He does a podcast yeah. with Bob Morton yeah, called "Atletico Mint Right? Did you see what he wrote on Twitter? I, I, I did. Now, <laughs> unbeknownst to
1: you. I, so I've been trapped in the middle now of, this, of a tug-of-war because you wrote a very delicate tweet back to him saying, you know, who is this racist, blah, 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 thug and all of those things. Right. And then Andy, who I met about 10 years ago maybe, oh. in a, and, and and he's written for The Mirror, as you know, ages yes. ago, and he's actually a very funny, write, very funny writer. Um, but, I mean, he's as far twat, as I'm though. concerned... Well, as far as I'm concerned, he, his Twitter feed is... You know, it's very hardcore, let's just say that. Well, not, not anymore, because he's cancelled it, apparently. Yeah, but I'm not surprised this blew up in his face. Right. But this morning, he basically said to me on Facebook with a host of other people, "You're friends with Mike Graham, Un- unfriend him. And I said, uh, I said, well, frankly, mate, as is well known by now, I think social media is an absolute lunatic mm. asylum. Yeah. And in my book, everyone gets a free pass. So yeah. I don't think any of the worst... For you well, and this is, but this is what said, I mean about him being worst. a twat.
0: I'm, I would never say to you, "You're friends with Andy Dawson. You must unfriend him." You can be friends must, with who well, you I like.
1: Must say, yeah, that, that was a bit yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I this is, but you know, right, you yeah. know the history between me and him, though, dear. No. No. We well, see this is where it comes to a sticky end for him because we did a a thing. There was a, it was one of these dopey things you do on the radio, right? They do a uh, somebody does a survey in which they find Sunderland is the greatest place in Britain to live if you're a yeah. young person. And I basically was like, you know, I can't believe anybody wants to go to Sunderland. Let's get somebody on from Sunderland to defend it, right? So we get Andy Dawson on because he used to do quite a lot of stuff for TalkSport. He used to go to Hawkesbury and Jacobs quite a bit, right? So he comes on, right? And I'm doing the usual kind of wind-up, right? Where I said, you know, I just can't believe that anyone would ever want to live in a place like Sunderland. I mean, it's just horrible. (laughs) Why would you want to live there? You know, right. and he's like, "Have you ever been to Sunderland?" I said, "No." I said, "I've got no intention <laughs> of going either because I hear fair, it's an absolute shit right?" Fair and I said, "Listen, I just don't want to go. Why would I ever want to go there?" And he just yeah. and he put the phone down. So this is a live oh, radio interview, right? And he took such right. umbrage that he just put the phone down. And I thought, yeah. if that's the level of your kind of humour, mate, I'm sorry. Mm. And he took offence, well, and, and, and he then started attacking me on Twitter using the c word very li- uh, liberally. And I right. just thought, this bloke is an absolute, absolute twat. Right. You know? I didn't
1: know there was history. That that helps explain a little bit of the uh, the passion and the yeah.
0: around the sides of it. But,
1: I mean, he is a, I mean, he's clearly a very passionate guy. Like I say, he's very funny. He wrote a very funny book called... Get yeah, but he's the a nasty theory.
0: character. You don't write something like that. And I understand yeah. that people well, might feel strongly about politicians, but you don't write nasty stuff like that. He basically no. threatens to kick the guy, to kick Michael Gove in the balls in front of his children. I mean, that is to even think that yeah. is pretty horrible. I don't
1: think I don't think it landed as a joke. I think that's fair to say. I think a lot of people took him literally. And But
0: uh, well, he also I, then I, put out a further in, a further video in I which, he explained, though, in which he explained in which he explained that he was coming off Twitter, but that he still wanted to kick him in the balls. If anybody else wanted to do it, that'd be great.
1: Well, I, I see, I don't
0: find that funny particularly. I, I did, but then again, I know him, so I know what he's like. Mm. But uh,
1: yeah, anyway, so anyway, the pair of you put me in a very awkward position. Well, situation. I'm very sorry that I put you in an awkward position I, cause I wouldn't those, want to do
0: that. And, but like but I say, I mean, I, 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 would, not, I, I, I would never in, in a million years suggest to you who you should be friends with. No, I mean, that's right. I, had a, I had a very funny exchange with Alistair Campbell the other day. Um, yeah. I don't know whether you saw it, but um, I, I was tearing up, I tore up uh, I'm getting a, quite a reputation for tearing up newspapers, so the other day yes. I tore, You want to be careful about that, that's like one step removed from burning books. Well that that's man. what he said, right, so I yeah. said so I'm tearing up, so I tore up the Guardian, the mirror and the mail the other day, just for good measure so it's just how you can say that, you know, I'm not I'm Like not, a uh, ticker tape parade in your well, office Well, it's absolutely fantastic, but the effect of it's amazing <laughs> the number of people that then watch it is equally equally amazing, you know, right. massive numbers for it, right, so, right. so old uh, Cam Campbell puts underneath the tweet that we put out, uh, maybe this dork should start burning books next. Right. right First of all, go. I've never been called a dork for a God knows how many years. Right. So I just sent him one back on <laughs> and, and sort of a, a quote tweeted him and said, yeah, calm down, mate. Shouldn't you be off starting an illegal war somewhere? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it went, right. But, and it went fucking viral, you know, because everybody hates shit? Campbell. Um,
1: I'll tell you what, though, you could heat North London for a month if you bought Alistair's uh, diaries. <laughs> oh, I know.
0: But the thing is, the thing about Alistair Campbell, and I've said this to other people before, that he's a good friend of yours, you use him. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think you've got him writing a big piece about Boris the Liar in the New European yeah. this week, which is which is yeah. ironic, to say the least, as I always tell him. But, I mean, he once walked past me. <laughs> he once walked past me in the, in the tent down in Westminster on College Green, and I was actually broadcasting. So I was talking. He leaned in behind me, pulled my uh, headphone out of my left ear, and said, stop talking bollocks. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious, right? Because that's you know me, brilliant. I mean, that's the kind of guy I am. And I mean, much, I mean I'd mean, i much rather have that kind of relationship with him, where he'll always come on the show, he'll always have a row, he's quite happy to do it. But, you know, there's no, bizarrely, there's no actual rancor, you know? No, of course not, of
1: course not. The only time I've seen Alistair Campbell get proper narky, or, or actually it wasn't Alistair, it was Adam Bolton. It was Bolton. Adam Bolton, that was
0: great, and wasn't he,
1: it? Adam, who also I know and is a terrific, terrific person, he, he did lose it there and got very, very narky. but they're yeah. big mates now, you know, his, his misses work with, with uh, Angie worked with, um, with Alistair for yeah. many, many years and they're great friends, but you're right, it's not, it's not a grudge thing, isn't no. it? It's just it's it's, no, part it's, it's, of it it's
0: I mean I mean some I mean it can get out of hand. I mean I've you yeah. and I have spoken before about Piers and sometimes the feuds between him and Lord Sugar don't entirely yeah. look very friendly, you know? No, uh, they don't.
1: What has gone on there? But with, I'm not with, sure. Uh, I don't know whether taken off
0: on one Well I don't know whether it's um, any different from the way it always was, you know, because don't forget yeah. you and I both saw Sugar at um at Piers's party, didn't we? His his fiftieth yeah. party. That's um right. And, you know, they appear to be great mates. And yet yeah. they have this kind of rancorous relationship on Twitter. But I always think that, I mean, Piers is still banging that drum, isn't he? I mean, he hasn't eased. I thought he's eased up a bit because he was off for that week, but he really hasn't. No, not at all. I, I think Sugar, um, he seems to be much more serious
1: about it than Piers at the moment in yes. his line of attack. And I'm sure they'll come and kiss and make up. But isn't it? it everything we're saying, isn't it all evidence about the fact that people see something or see... A facet of somebody's personality. Yeah. I think that that's them. Yeah. And the truth is, the truth is that until you meet somebody, and ninety-nine times out of a hundred, when you do meet somebody, you, you end up liking them or finding something common. You know, well, commonality. Certainly. I mean, to talk
0: about. when Peter Hitchens and I started talking eight weeks ago, it was no, because a we. Twat. Uh, was... <laughs> <laughs> it was It was because we'd had a bit of an exchange on Twitter, you know, because I basically yeah. tweeted him something like, sit down and shut up, Hitchens, you don't know what you're talking about, you know. Because yeah. you know me on Twitter, I'm a bit aggressive. Some might yeah. say. And um, yeah. and we got into this kind of Twitter spat and it, which ended with him saying, well, um, you could always invite me on your radio show. But I don't suppose you'll do that. And I went, yeah, well, you can come on any time you yeah. like, mate. You know, and we yeah. so the first one that we did was quite adversarial, both of us, because you have to interrupt him. Otherwise, you don't get worded edgewise. But we've yeah. now actually got it down to quite a genial conversation. And we, we actually it? now agree on quite a lot of stuff. I still yeah. think he's wrong about the lockdown because he thinks we should never have done it. Um, But he doesn't have an alternative arrangement for what we could have done or should have done. But certainly now, um, as he said over the weekend, he said on Monday, he said, well, I don't want them to fire Dominic Cummings. I just want them to lift all of these ridiculous restrictions, which were completely pointless to put in in the first place.
1: So my my take on all of this is that Twitter and I I know I'm bored on about Twitter, but Twitter makes everything more extreme because it forces people into a position because if you're not taking a, an extreme position, no-one's listening to you, right. you know? So people get more and more extreme, and,
0: and then they have to stand by it, you yeah. know?
1: And uh, I, think it's a, I honestly think it's all a bit sad and the world would be better if it didn't exist, but there we go.
0: Yes, I think you're absolutely right, because, but we, the trouble is, it's a bit like the internet. You can't remember a time now before Twitter, can you? No, that's uh, right. I mean, I find it uh, um, very, very relaxing when I now go and see my kids, um, and I literally just don't look at it. And it's the only yeah. time, really, and I've realised that's the only time, because when I'm on my own, clearly you tend to be looking at your Twitter account and your Facebook account yeah. and all this, that, and the other. Um, I put a great one out over the weekend, which got a lot of uh, a lot of likes, because my Twitter's gone a bit mad lately. It's kind of really right. – it's really jumped in, in – I'm up, up to, like, 81,000. And oh, it was only job, about, a, about a year ago. It was, like, sort of 55, 60. You know, it's really yeah. fucking it – leapt up. That's really good. Um, it is really good. Um, but I put a tweet out saying, I'm just popping out to the shops um, – Uh, if anyone would like to let the Mirror and the Guardian know so that they can continue their (laughs) data-gathering, you know, harvesting scenario of where everybody is, I'd be much appreciative, you know. Because it does feel a bit like that. It does feel as though, you know, people are just looking for reasons to go after people, you know? Yeah,
1: but no-one knows, do they? Nobody knows. That person you see going off somewhere in a car and Mm. not coming back till the next day, you don't know what's going on. They might be taking important medicine to their, you know, sick, Sick wife, or bad, exactly. or whatever it might be. No one knows, no. and we we all judge so quickly.
0: Uh, yeah, except as uh, somebody else said, who was uh, just a, a, a Twitter person on uh, on Sunday. I think it was. You know, can anybody honestly say that they haven't broken in some way one of, of the rules? Because everybody probably has. Of course,
1: total total bollocks. I mean, I just think it's massively to everyone's credit that for you know ninety five percent of the time, I reckon most of us have, have stuck with it as best we can, yeah. and. Uh, that's probably, you know, why we're on the downside now. You know, so, yeah, that's good. I know. Talk, hey, mate, talking about switching the subject a little bit. Yes, go on. One, one story leapt out at me uh, at the weekend, mm. and it was, um, it was this Joe Rogan guy. Oh, yeah. The, the podcaster.
0: Yeah, he's he, the bloke he, who's he, got this massive podcast in America, right? And he sold it to Spotify for $100 million. Jesus, right? I didn't yeah. see that. Yes, exclusive. What, you so, mean, so what, they carry the podcast and that's what they've they, paid him?
1: Yeah, yeah, they pay him $100 million, and I, I don't know how long it lasts, but basically they get his podcast exclusively.
0: That's a bit more than now, we I, get uh, from audio. Boom, I was I thinking ours has got to be worth at least 15 quid. <laughs> well, actually, I, I mean, know, we do make a bit of money on this. But, um do, well, I don't see any of it. Well, because we? I'm too busy paying the production people who put it together oh, yeah. for us. And then basically, yeah. I, I actually did a little totting up of the uh of the profit margins and once we paid off I, I went from the beginning of this year once we paid off the guy for doing it uh we've made mm. 100 quid haven't we yeah what for so... 78 episodes <laughs> <laughs> no no not, from, no not from no not from the not from the whole year i'm talking about just sort of back to january but listen oh, it's good, in though. a don't worry it's in a safe place and when we can finally see so, each other again we'll go and spend it on dinner or something
1: very well yeah or maybe just like a takeaway or you know a burger <laughs>
0: Well, McDonald's are opening up again next week. All the all the all the drive-throughs are going to open on May the fourth. I'm, I'm June the fourth. Sorry, I'm told June the fourth. Yeah, mm. because Brilliant. I've noticed over the past couple of weeks, there's a KFC in Deptford um, yeah. which started opening up to the scooter guys. You told us about how you sat in a car park. That's right. right. Well, now it's open properly for the drive-through. So there's cars there right. all the time now. You yeah. Know? which, yeah. is, which well, is good.
1: It's good. Pret-a-Manger's been open for a while. Yeah, there's a and, uh, Pret
0: around the corner here at London Bridge, which is open. Uh, there's yeah. also, there's a Leon, which has never been closed. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. because it's Because it's on the corner of where Borough Market is, right? I went for about six months when I was at the Mirror of eating
1: nothing but Leon meatball lunches really know, for the, in the, yeah for about six months and then i couldn't I, it became a day and i couldn't stomach another one and i've never <laughs> even gone in the Do you know what again. i did
0: i finally did about a week and a half ago i thought you know i've all this time because i've been cooking uh, for my podcast um i said all this time that i've been in lockdown i've never had a takeaway properly and so right. i've always had so much food in the fridge i had to cook so i finally yeah. ordered a, a, a curry and my yeah. god was it good you know, yeah. it was fantastic yes. just to order a takeaway curry. Where did you get it from? Um, I got it from a place called Green Chilies. Uh, just the you know, you can get it oh, from right. any number of places. Because I mean, this there's is a the really
1: good. There's a really good Indian we used to get deliver late at night. Some nights, oh, the yeah. mirror and in uh, Mudchute. Um, oh, I know. Was it the Gaylord or something? Yeah, I like think that? it was. I know I that one. I think it yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. If anyone's near Mudshoe, then that that is a fantastic Indian. Yeah, or oh, it was about fifty. Well, seasons. actually, I've
0: I've actually got one in my street which is just reopened now for takeaway. So, um right. I can really? I can I can use that as well. But I mean, the funny thing. I mean, talking about other things as well. I finally got to see the first episode of that uh, Michael Jordan documentary oh, as well. What did you think? I thought it was amazing, absolutely oh, amazing. I mean, honestly, but you know, a, a, again, true. a bit like. Did I tell you last week that I watched the um, the Holland England game? The old uh, Euro '96. No, you didn't. Because bizarrely, I think it was the other Sunday. I was home in London on my own, and I think it was ITV Four had yeah. uh, and I just replayed the Euro '96 game between Holland right. and England, and it was fantastic, right? And, uh, and yeah. you forget how great it is to watch sport, yeah. you know. And as well, I was listen,
1: on that front, on that front, having finished the Michael Jordan thing and mm. having known nothing about about ba- basketball, but yeah. suddenly become a world expert on it, yeah. fascinated by it. I went to search for the NBA, right? And oh, yeah. the NBA have got all of the rights to all of the games and they're giving them all away free at the moment. Are they? So, yeah, so you can go onto the NBA archive and watch any games this season free right. of charge. You've got to register with them. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, it's absolutely fantastic to sit there, like you say, and watch a game of sports Yes, bring it back.
0: It really is because I mean the funny thing about basketball was when I was when I used to when it used to get towards the end of the season and they'd be the playoffs and all that sort of stuff. I would always watch like the either the final two quarters. I could I don't think I've ever watched a game all the way through, you know, um, because you just want to sort of see the 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 thing at the end. But watching this documentary series, I just I was reminded of how great it was, and also that whole business of when he signed uh, when he became big, Patrick Ewing, who played for the New York Knicks that was my time in new york i mean that was when i was there you know patrick ewing was this incredible figure he was like a sort of david beckham famous in new york you know because if you went into a a restaurant patrick ewing was there people were literally fainting you know Um, and the same with with michael jordan who was just this superstar and you can tell can't you just from the moment even when he's a young kid from the moment he starts talking you just know he's going to be a superstar
1: because he, he is so intelligent. That's yeah. the thing about him. He yeah. is a super intelligent guy.
0: Yeah, uh, very impressive. Really, really nice. Very impressive. Yeah. So thank you for putting me onto that. Um, yep. And I should go home today and watch a couple more, I think. Well, the next one is that I've just sort of seen half
1: an hour of and looks to be absolutely fantastic. It's, again, on Netflix, and it's the one about Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah. Um, and obviously a much darker story, and, uh, but absolutely extraordinary. Yeah. How basically basically the fbi were told about this guy years ago yeah 20 years ago you know and they finally caught up with him uh only you know that's all gone very ago. quiet
0: hasn't it i mean somebody asked me the other day what's going on with ghislaine maxwell you know yeah she, well where's, she, where's she teaches she heavily to? in it yeah, yeah. Right. where is she well i mean i think the belief is that she's either in america or she's in israel one of the two right. Nobody's right. quite sure but funnily enough do you remember bill burrows Yes, very well. He's, yeah. do, he's, he's now coming on, I think, tomorrow to the show. He's, he's kind of coming on and doing it because he's back making documentaries, he tells me, and he's coming on to yeah. do a little bit of, you know, what's good to watch um, out there yeah. at the moment. Um, fantastic. So, um, you know, documentaries Film's are definitely the way forward. a book
1: about Alex Higgins. Oh, yeah. Called Hurricane. And right. it's one of the best first chapters you've ever Is read. It? About how he tracks down... Higgins right. to to get permission to, or to to interview him about this book he's writing right. and how Higgins sort of leads in this merry dance all
0: over the country <laughs> but keeps taking money off him for vodka. <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> course, it's hilarious. Well, you just want to be paid. You just want to be paid in alcohol, wouldn't you? Yeah, basically. I mean, brilliant, just brilliant, fantastic. Yeah. Well, listen, I think we've come to the end of another fabulous podcast. Um, yeah. And I guess so. Are you going to be in London for the for the remainder of time then, or what do you think? I I think so. well, I hope not for the
1: remainder of time, but I think. Uh, for for the rest of this lockdown. Did you I ever did you ever get
0: the, the the Wi-Fi fixed up there?
1: Up in Norfolk, yeah, we did, yeah, oh, we did. Okay. Yeah, so but so that's always there if the Wi-Fi crashes here. Yeah, right. But uh, until until things are relaxed, we'll be we'll be yes. sticking here. I think.
0: Well, I'll, well, I'll stick the hundred quid in under the under the mattress and um, we'll wait and spend it soon. Please do. Great. We have to give a bit to the tax man to justify all the stuff I'm, I'm writing off against it. No, we made a massive loss. I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, we can't be doing any of that. In fact, Uh, um, I could furlough you, if you like. Yeah, that would be good. What's 80%? Because you can still do your other other job. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Good stuff. All All right, mate, take care. See you all next week. See you later.